Hello everyone, my name is AJ Castillo. I am the fitness coordinator for the Terraces San Joaquin Gardens and I'd like to welcome you to the TSJG podcast and this is our very first episode. Um, this is a part of a program that we started, uh, something new that we wanted the residents to experience and podcast uh, over the past couple years. It have been very popular and I thought our residents would be interested to learn all the ins and outs of podcasting. Um, what a podcast is, how do you download a podcast, um, and then how to create your own episode of a podcast. And so this is the first episode, and hopefully we can continue this. Um, so today, we invited a couple of our team members. Um, I have with me Rob Wessler, who is the activity assistant in the lifestyle enrichment department, and Melissa Sanders who is also an activity manager over in our village. Um, so I have two interviewers, um, Joan and Maxine. They're two residents. And today we are going to be covering the topic of successful aging. Um, and that's our culture. It's what we embrace here at the Terraces of San Joaquin Gardens. And we really believe that um, if you can live by the four components of intellectual, spiritual, uh, physical, and, and social, then we can live a better, healthier life and a longer life. And I think it brings more joy um, to our life to live by those four components. So I'm going to pass this over to Joan. She has the first question. And Joan, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. My first question is to Rob. Uh, what caused you to make the decision to apply for a job here, uh, an older person's place to live? Um, I, first of all, the job in general I thought would allow me to be really creative, which I didn't, I didn't want to have a job where I was doing the exact same thing every day, and we obviously and definitely do not do the same thing in activities every day. We've joked about how many holidays you can have on your desk at one time. <laughs> yeah. um, and seniors, um, I think, it might sound patronizing, but I think it's they're an underappreciated resource in general. I think in America, it's getting really global here, That's but okay. <laughs> um, we tend to value youth, which is kind of dumb in my opinion because it, what does youth know? Which the older I get, the more I think is true. Um, and so just in general, those two things came together in this job. I, I wanted to see what you all knew and could be offering and our society doesn't accept. And I thought it would be really creative and fun, and it is. Thank you. Uh, Rob, um, of course, our two everybody, I'm Maxine, and uh, I was wondering how this aging, successful aging culture has changed your own mindset in your life. In my life personally, um, 
I have unfortunately realized the importance of exercise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we, we do things like have our, when we did our um, book club, I can't remember, the intergenerational book club where we had team members and residents come together and we were reading books on successful aging and things. Everything went back to exercise fundamentally. Stop shaking your head, AJ. <laughs> 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 Every, <laughs> everything went, went fundamentally to exercise. It really is the, um, the root thing of all the other healthy areas of your life, which again is something in America that we don't value and personally I, I don't care for and need to get over. Has your language about aging changed? I, I do think so, yeah. The, definitely from Melissa's shaking her head. Um, there are certain, I mean, I, I was never one who would use the term like old disparagingly, I don't think. But there are certain things I've realized that are more subtle, like still is the one that we talk about sometimes in our meetings where she does this still, or oh, he's still doing this or that. And that does have a connotation to it that we don't pick up on, we don't think about really. Um, I talk too about the, the oh that I get when I tell people where I work. I say I work at a senior living community and they go, oh. <laughs> and I'm always, that oh is also very patronizing and people don't think about that. And, Cute is, I mean, I don't use the word cute very often, but you hear that all the time. Oh, they're so cute. And I'm thinking some of them could probably ride a bike farther than you have ever walked in your life. I just know this. So, yeah, I, I've picked up on more subtle types of ageism, I think, after working here. I want to ask Melissa the same question I asked Rob. Uh, has the successful aging culture changed your own mindset about your life? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And I know our entire team is sick of hearing me talk about it, probably. <laughs> but yes, uh, I've worked with seniors prior to working here for five years in a very different environment. And coming here, even before we really cemented the successful aging term and culture and worked to grow that so much here, I already had value in my seniors. And, and I loved what I was doing and I was learning and growing. But coming here was kind of like culture shock for me. I worked in a much lower level or a higher level of living and um, there was a lot of that oh sweetheart and honey and let me do everything for you and uh, you don't need to do that we can brush your hair or we can help you get up you know um, all of those things and coming here even in our higher levels of living from memory support to residential living I I was quickly put in my place by the residents working here, very quickly. Um, the, the tone I was talking to people, the language I was using, the nicknames, and the, oh, how can I help you? Just the, the tone of my voice, that um, they weren't children, that um, I didn't need to, they weren't deaf, I didn't need to be so loud. Not everybody couldn't hear me. Um, I was very quickly put into my place by the residents, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, I know I've come a long way and it's my favorite thing to do even with my family and friends to educate on all the things they don't know about our senior community. It's pretty wonderful. The actual lifestyle and stuff, I realized I was planning on doing a lot of things for my parents and stuff that, that they can do for themselves and all these things about that were rooted actually in, in wanting to be something positive, but but ignorance is but ig Yeah, but <laughs> they're actually not what's not best for my parents in that case. I 
wanted to ask uh, in terms of, I wanted to ask not so much the mindset regarding seniors, but in your own life and with your children, with oh, your absolutely. partners and husbands and things, has that changed the way you look oh, okay. at life? So you gotta be specific or we'll just, activities people will just talk in all directions. So, okay, perfect. <laughs> So yes, again, absolutely. My children have kind of grown up in this community. Um, most of you know them. And I mean, just seeing the difference between my children getting to be here and involved in getting to know residents here um, and the impact that's had on them and how they socialize, what they think of their seniors, the values they have in comparison to their friends and cousins who are wonderful children and have great values, I can see and I get it all the time from other people, the difference in, in the people my children are becoming compared to others where they have this insight, a level of respect that I couldn't have taught them on my own just being here. Um, when, when they're here, they're literally, it's like they're friends. It's kind of amazing. I know uh, there's a resident you all know named Harvey. When my kids see him, they have like nicknames for him and they've got a good banter going. There's residents that check in on their writing and their homework and as if they're friends and my kids have such a comfort level and a respect for their seniors it's just mind-blowing and um, as I mentioned earlier even when I'm on vacation with family and things they'll you know unintentionally not even knowing that they're saying something ageist or using terminology about oh Melissa works at such a nice facility with all the old people and oh my my kids are like here she goes and it turns <laughs> into like a successful aging seminar for the whole family let me tell you why your language is affecting your future my children's future my niece and nephew's future oh man I could go for days but um yes it's affected me on every level Maxine every single one <laughs> well this is for both of you as well uh, you just about did that speak about the TSJG family because it is a family in between the um, residents and the team members, at least the way I feel about it. So what, what exactly is the question? Uh, to speak about the TSJG uh, family, uh, how it, well, you did just recently yes. say that, but Rob hasn't had the chance to talk about how it feels in that, that part of our culture. Yeah. Um, a lot of workplaces say that oh, we're like a family here when you show up and it's like, this is an abusive family if you, um, after you're there for a while. And I wasn't expecting that when I came to TSJG, but people said, oh, it's like a family and, and, and we support you and your successful aging. And I thought, yeah, of course, that's what all workplaces say. But really like, yeah, all my coworkers and things like that would say things like, like I wanted to learn to play the violin. I still do someday. They would check in with me, and so I don't know. They would check in with me sometimes, be like, "Oh, how's that going?" or things like that, or the goals that you set. And they would ask you about your personal goals and stuff too. And my supervisor, or whatever yeah. term we're supposed to use, um, <laughs> I can't think of a specific example, but I've always felt like she supported me also in the goals that I want to have outside of work. Mm -hmm. So they're not just concerned with that. And then when my family does come on campus. The residents are always like smiling at my kids and they know who my kids and my wife are and things like that. My kids are still really young so they're really shy and they don't really respond or anything but they think it's neat to come here because daddy works here I guess but they always want if, if my wife was picking me up or something they would want to come inside and look around and stuff like that and there is much more of a, a culture of, of, of a real type of family or a village or a community or something like that here that is not in a lot of workplaces. 
I think it's, if I can just add a little more, Sue was right, you know, I can't help myself. Um, but I will say, again, not just for my children, but the relationships with the residents are so amazing, and you don't, you expect to get close to people. We are literally working in someone's house, mm -hmm. and that's how when we orient team members and, and volunteers, we talk about that, that what a unique situation where every day we get to come to work and we are literally from the moment we pull in we're in someone's home and not everybody gets to do that when you're at work you're at work um i get to work at someone's house and so when my family comes or my friends their guests and you just get so close to the residents i have multiple residents in this community that are not only friends with me on facebook but with other team members here on facebook so i come into work and they're congratulating me on my kids accomplishments or you know i'm um, seeing that a family member of mine had passed residents are not only commenting on my personal facebook but coming to me at work and sharing their condolences and they celebrate our you know successes with us and vice versa and i just think it's amazing that there's that back and forth where it's not just us serving the seniors in our community but that they want to serve and want to connect with us is just amazing yeah. i'm gonna take this one and we're gonna ask the last question here maxine uh, this is kind of to both of you either one or both uh in your own personal life uh do you try to do new things uh do you try to be flexible in your activities those are two of the things that we talk about in having a good aging so i'll go first so i try to have a routine but i've learned being here in the lifestyle enrichment department i'm better at flexible and when i try to have a routine it kind of goes out the window anyways every day is very different here and i've learned to accept that i think it's pretty wonderful um i've been on some exciting trips here with the community one um, a few of us in this podcast are on aj and maxine were on that trip with me and let me tell you i thought it was going to be very structured and i knew what we were doing and after a red-eye flight on easter with like three hours of sleep, Maxine was waking us all up and she was ready to go and I decided I'm rolling with it. And I, I'll never forget getting to go to Philadelphia and have Maxine uh, coffee with Maxine at, on four hours of sleep. It was amazing, but um, I walked more than I felt like I ever walked. And um, I love that we can be flexible here. It's, it's wonderful. Rob? I let Melissa go first because I didn't want to see the, the look that I think at least Maxine is going to give me when I say. <laughs> I, I actually do not like trying new things. Um, I love being doing my favorite things over and over again. I watch four or five shows. And when I'm done, I am being very honest. I, know, yeah. I don't think it's good. For, I have my morning routine. I have my evening routine. Like, I have systems for everything that's repeated here at work, like the movies and stuff. I have on a system that I make sure that things come and go and stuff. That's not the best thing I know for my brain and for my own successful aging and things. Um, and working here has made me more conscious of that and willing to try new things. Um, Did you plan a murder last week or something? Yeah, but I used to plan a murder mystery party every year yeah, for my birthday. Yeah, so that wasn't you. new for me. Um, yeah, I'm, well, fortunately, though, now I've got three and soon to be four little anarchy machines, which are children, running around my house. Um, if you didn't know, my wife is pregnant with our fourth son, and she'll be he'll be here in November. Um, so that helps with having to be flexible and, and things like that. And that's yeah. What what what's the what's the expression that um, kids are nature's way of making sure everything happens at once? Yeah. 
Um, so that's made me more flexible, and I've and I've had learned I have to not impose things on them, but try to figure out what they want to do, and then work around things like that and stuff. Which part has come from residents talking about how they raise their own kids with me. You all have more effect on our parenting than you probably think that you do. Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't love doing those new things, and I don't like changing my routines. I love routines so much, actually, but I try to break out of those routines, and I do try to consciously do new things now because like, of having to work here. Like right now. Like being in a podcast. I when, when sweating. You, when, well, you should sweating and shaking. When AJ <laughs> called and was like, "Hey, they want to interview you," I was there was probably a good thirty seconds of silence <laughs> on the phone after that. Well, you know, I will say, as much as he doesn't like it and you know isn't jumping up and down about it. Rob has never turned down any of the weird activity requests. I, I once did. I can't remember what I asked you, but I walked into his office and I said something along the lines of, I'm going to need your help with something that you've not done before or set out of your comfort zone. And he literally got down on the ground and crawled under his desk. But he got back out and he said, okay, what is it? And <laughs> I think that came after a week of you doing that. That wasn't of the first time. Yeah, doing. Each we're day you came things. in and said, we're doing something new. Well, I promised Rob his first month that I was going to get him out of his comfort zone at work. And, and I think we're doing a good job between all of Within us. Within a week, you made me do Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah, he did Tai Chi. Oh, yeah, at a public place we did yeah. that, yeah. Welcome to the team, Rob. You survived. <laughs> All right. So those were some really good questions <laughs> and some really good answers. Um, we're going to take a quick break here before we come back, and we have a second part of our episode. We're going to be interviewing a couple of our residents. And welcome back. Um, now we have two new residents with us. Uh, we have George and we have Bev, and I have two new interviewers with us, um, Ruth and Sue. They're going to be asking uh, a few questions, and I'm going to go ahead and pass this over to Ruth for the first question. Hello, this is Ruth. Um, Bev and then George, I'd like to ask you what, you, what caused you to make the decision to move here? And if it was not your choice, what are your feelings about moving here? It was my choice to move. I had wanted to move for quite a while um, because we had a large home and I was just tired of being always in a large home. So my husband's feeling was that I should make the decision. I should go out and find whatever. He did not want to look, he didn't want to do anything. So I came here to a luncheon and I had a uh, tour of it by Alexis, and I just fell in love with it and went home and said, that's where I would like to live, and he said, okay. So there was no, there was no fuss, or there, we never looked at anything else. It was just strictly here. And how long have you lived here? Nine years. Thank you. George, how about you? Well, I've lived here 11 years, and uh, my wife and I came here because uh, we had no close relatives in Fresno. Um, my son uh, had moved to, away, and uh, 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 he'd married a fa into a family in the uh, Los Angeles area. And uh, we were giving some thoughts to uh, how we would uh, survive in older age. And uh, we knew several people who already lived here. There has been different times uh, uh, people who uh, uh, 
were in the same business, worked at the same place I did, uh, which was the Fresno Bee. And uh, so I had visited those residents uh, previously. So we never looked elsewhere either. Uh, this was always the place. Okay, I'm Sue and Bev. What changes have you noticed since you've been here? I think mostly the growth, uh, the growth of the residents as well as the growth, growth of the team workers. Um, they've added more trams, um, garden area where people can do their vegetables, which I sometimes receive. And uh, I think probably what I've seen because we've been here so long is that the longer you're here, uh, the more happy you are. The happy you've, you've made the right choice. George, would, would you comment on the changes that you have seen since you moved here? Well, first, of course, there's been very large physical changes here. When we first moved in, well, we had the big old A-frame uh, central building, and uh, the main dining hall was the main hall for gatherings, and uh, uh, everybody ate at pretty much the same time, and We'd have announcements there and so on. And uh, beyond that, well, of course, uh, you, you have to uh, recognize that as a residence for older people, why there is a, a constant stream of people who pass on and, uh, and then their places are, are taken by other people. But of course, I am uh, more uh, aware of the physical changes. Uh, the, the the buildings, uh, which all date from about 1936, have largely been replaced by uh, remodels and uh, high rises, and uh, so the the physical layout has changed quite dramatically. And of course, I would say that during all this time. The, uh, a number of activities that are offered to people who do reside here uh, have increased almost every year. There'd be something new uh, begun and uh, uh, a variety of, uh, of activities has spread. So, Bev, I would guess, although I think you are a very sociable person, do you yes. feel that you have become more sociable living in this kind of environment? Well, I Probably, but I've always been very sociable. So I worked in a, you know, as a server for many years as in a restaurant. So uh, it's, just, it's just part of me, I guess, to be social. <laughs> George, I wonder, sometimes it's harder, I think, for men to get acquainted uh, and I wonder what your feelings are about that. Well, I, I would <laughs> probably list myself as an antisocial person. <laughs> uh, I have uh, uh, pretty much relied uh, on uh, uh, myself, uh, uh, although I, I never was particularly aware of it during my working life, but uh, uh, I'm... I'm uh, I <laughs> I'm, I'm very much a, an individual uh, satisfied with what I do, and uh, it uh, does involve a lot of 
reading, which, uh, as, as you know, I, I was connected uh, with, uh, with uh, the county libraries, campaigns, and throughout the years, and uh, uh, I've always been a book person, and I'm still very much a book person. I'm about 10 books down right now, which is why I'm, I'm, I don't visit you at the library very much. <laughs> Uh, do you feel any younger since you're around more people or and I think so I think you your outlook changes a lot about uh, being around people who are busy and keep active and so on I think that's a that's a real plus here to be active and they give you plenty to choose from so that's good What about you, George? Do you feel younger here around other people? <laughs> no, I have to say that I don't feel particularly younger, but, but I don't especially feel older either. So it's more or less what you're used to doing and how active you are and whether you're uh, a participant or not. And uh, it depends on your personality a lot. What is the one successful aging goal that you would like to accomplish, George? Uh, be here next week. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, actually, that, that, uh, I'm, I'm not kidding because I'm 94, and uh, uh, I, uh, I'm still fairly active. I'm. I'm limiting myself as far as driving is concerned. Uh, I plan to stop driving at 95, which when my license runs out. And uh, uh, so you, you have to fit your activities uh, to what you feel you can accomplish and uh, not try to, to go and do too much. with a lot what he said though you know you you do what you can do and how how much you want to do and that's what they allow you here which is real good there's no pressure to get in get involved if you don't want to so yeah and I'm involved <laughs> all right so I want to thank George and Bev for joining us on the podcast and thank you to Ruth and Sue for interviewing um, thank you to Joan and Maxine, our earlier interviewers, and to Rob and Melissa, our team members who joined us. Um, I think this was, uh, you know, something new that we tried, and I think that we had a lot of fun doing it. It was a uh, five-week class that we did, and we, uh, I think we learned a lot, so um, this is us saying goodbye till next time. Um, thank you for joining us. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que será, será. 
said, I said, 